It's Saskatchewan. We're all survivors of the occasional cold snap. We're being rewarded uh, this coming weekend. Highs as high as plus three degrees. Uh, There could be some melting again. And seriously, not that we need to see that happen. We need more moisture, more than any any uh, anything right now. But it's uh, it's extraordinary to think that we could have a complete turnaround like that in time for Frost, which is the big outdoor festival. Uh, where there's four hubs downtown over the rail district and uh, scattered on Dudney as well, too. Lots to see and do in the coming uh, weekend and all next week, too. In fact, uh, coming up after the 7 o'clock news here this morning, I will be joined uh, by the rail district. Yes, the new interim CEO for real is Roberta Engel, taking over uh, from Tim Reed. We'll get into details of Frost and uh, what she thinks the direction the real district needs to take now, whether it be uh, infrastructure or entertainment there. There's a lot of leaky roofs there if you're on the cooperator center. And, of course, some wondering, where are all the concerts? They're all going to Saskatoon. So I'll ask Roberta, Roberta what she uh, has in store for us here after the 7 o'clock news this morning. Uh, stateside in politics, it's down to Trump and uh, Nikki Haley in Manchester, New Hampshire tonight. After his blowout win in Iowa, Trump is the favorite here. However, in New Hampshire, both Republicans and independents can vote. And if enough of the independents or the not-Trump voters get out to support her, she could move on to the next contest in South Carolina. Haley going hard against Trump after he made a ton of rambling gaffes on the campaign trail on the weekend and again last night where the Donald seems to be mixing up a lot of his uh, words and thoughts. On the weekend, he mixed up Nancy Pelosi's name with Nikki Haley, among a few others. And uh, Haley's now going straight for the jugular, talking about his mental fitness. The man was going on a rant about how I was keeping Capitol Police from going in on January 6th. He went on and on, mentioned my name multiple times about the fact that I stopped people from being secure on January 6th. I wasn't in D.C. on January 6th. He said multiple times that he ran against President Obama. He didn't run against President Obama. These things happen because guess what? When you're 80, that's what happens. You're just not as sharp as you used to be. Meanwhile, former President Trump on the campaign trail, uh, hoping the Supreme Court nominations during his term come through for him. He is hoping they'll side with his argument that a president should have full immunity during and after becoming a president. You're going to have to allow a president, any president, to have immunity so that that president can act and do what he feels and what his group of advisors feel is the absolute right thing. Otherwise, you're going to have presidents that are totally impotent. And we've had enough of them already. We've had enough of them already. So having immunity is so important. And I hope the Supreme Court has the courage to do that. Hmm. Based on that argument, I guess Biden could send SEAL Team 6 to assassinate him before the election and not face any criminal charges? I think most would disagree with that absurd argument, but uh, it's even what Trump's uh, lawyers were suggesting was possible last week in court. Remember, they said, hmm, possibly, yes. A former president could send a SEAL team out to assassinate. Oh, man. Politics in the U.S. continues to... Uh, just amaze me sometimes. But here, on this side of the border, we have our own problems. Don't get me wrong. I recognize that, too. We have a problem right here in our backyard. Teachers striking. Extracurricular activities. Are they going to be next to be messed with after that strike yesterday? Or are we just going to see more strike days? 
And how quickly will they come? These are the questions I have. Because right now, from what I can tell, after that strike yesterday, where there was a great turnout again on the Albert Street Bridge between College and the Ledge, and across the province, the teachers have a lot of parent support. But at the same time, the province said, nope, not going to bring to the table uh, class complexity. That's, that's not part of the discussion. So uh, I haven't seen or heard from the province any reaction that's fresh from that strike yesterday. So I imagine the teachers will wait to see if the phone rings today. If not, how quickly will they turn and uh, take further action? That's uh, the question on everyone's mind, particularly if you're like me, uh, a parent, and wondering what's going on, too. Six fifty-two. Kevin Martell joining me now from the nine eighty CJME newsroom. A little milder trend on the way, Kevin. Yeah, and we were talking about this yesterday morning, where we knew it would be coming. At least that's what the forecast was telling us for the weekend. But here we are today. All of a sudden, zero is our high. We're talking maybe about ten degrees warmer than normal for this time of year. Tomorrow, as we've been talking about the news, minus five, and then for the rest of this week, plus temps or zero. Yeah. Not bad for the end of January. Ironically, frost starts this weekend, and they have all those ice sculptures. (laughs) It would be weird (laughs) to suddenly see frost appear. Plus two, plus three this weekend. (laughs) Kind of bizarre for sure. Uh, The weather was better for teachers, although that wind was a little sharp yesterday too, but uh, definitely better for teachers on strike uh, compared to a week ago. And uh, driving across the Albert Street Bridge, uh, there were hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of teachers. I, I, uh, I'm curious what the support was like around the rest of the province, but uh, they definitely were out in full force yesterday. But yeah. now what? Yeah, and now we wait to see if, uh, I mean, the next step in this would be for the two sides to at least get back to the table, as it were, and and, and talk about these sorts of things. We haven't had any indication that that's going to happen anytime soon. And then in the meantime, you got to believe, well, what is the next step that the teachers union will take? Okay. That much we don't know either. When we do, we'll uh, let you know for sure. Uh, interesting, Uvar suggesting up to, what, 50 nursing students may have been caught cheating? What is this? Yeah, this is on their nursing exams from last month in December. And so, yeah, they're looking into a few dozen of them. The university says the investigation is still ongoing, so they haven't finished everything quite yet but there were some cases of academic misconduct that's pretty well all they're giving us at this point um if you are a parent with a student that was i guess caught under this academic misconduct title you have 30 days to appeal so it's about as much as we know at this point okay then i'm in love with you of it. Yeah, that's Cher from Moonstruck and uh, directed by Canadian Norman Jewison, who uh, you probably are blown away as I was at how successful this guy was as a director of movies. Well, and I was looking over, <clears throat> pardon me, a lot of his uh, titles here. And yeah, you you know, you played the clip from Moonstruck, but the Thomas Crown Affair, Fiddler on the Roof, The Hurricane, great movie. And In the Heat of the Night, I mean, we're talking major movie titles. He was nominated for an Oscar 
on three occasions. And uh, he didn't win an Oscar, at least for those movies. He did get a Lifetime Achievement Academy Award in the late 90s, though. Incidentally, Cher took to uh, X and said that probably the best experience she ever had uh, in a movie. Yeah, she uh, won an Oscar with, for that movie. Yes, yeah, she did. Uh, he was 97 years old, passed away on Saturday. And speaking of Oscars, uh, the nominations will come out uh, somewhere between 7.45 and 8, I think, our time. Yeah, they start, I think they begin to to do it at about 7.30, but, you know, by the time they get in there and start to, you know, introduce things, we'll finally, but Oppenheimer is expected to be the big one. You and I have both seen that. Did you see it in IMAX? I can't remember. I saw it on the on the IMAX yeah. screen. What do you think will be longer, the movie Oppenheimer or the Oscars when they air? <laughs> Oh, yeah. Oscars are usually, <laughs> you're right, about three hours, three and a half hours. Yeah, yeah. Nobody seems to be watching them as compared to past years. But but hey, this year, that's going to be a little bit different, right? Because not very often, Greg, do the most popular movies of the year align with Oscar nominations. But this year, it seems like it. Oppenheimer, one of the most popular. Barbie, we're expecting some nominations for Barbie, uh, probably in the song category for sure. Okay. Maybe set right. design. Yeah, well, you uh, have you seen Barbie? I've only I have. gotten halfway through it. I've yeah, we watched it at home. We didn't. Uh, Did you like? I it? didn't see it in theaters. Um, yeah, it was it was it wasn't bad. Like it was certainly a different. It was a quirky movie. At yeah. least the the set design and I've never seen anything like that. I started watching it and I was quite enjoying it, but uh, I started getting a little tired. Not because of the movie. It was just one of those evenings. <laughs> or I'll pick up and sure, uh, watch the rest right. later. Really quick, the Golden Raspberry Award nominees honoring the worst. In movies, also announced, as they always are, the night before uh, the Oscar nominations. I did not know The Expendables had a fourth movie. Yes. And, and it's been nominated the most as one of the worst with seven nominations. The Sylvester Stallone movies where they get all the extra guest stars. Isn't Dolph yeah. Lundgren? Yeah. In and there? It's funny because I haven't seen any of them, but they get all the, yeah, the old 90s guys uh, back. I heard the first two were passable, but yeah, this last one, maybe not. So and, and Vin Diesel is in the category worst actor, where he should be and where he belongs. And yet, doesn't for he For the make, Fast and the Furious movie. And yet, doesn't yes, he make he does. just a ton of money? How? I don't, I don't understand it. <laughs> He's the worst actor in the world. <laughs> Evan Martell, thank you. It's 6.58 now. Well, what time? It's going to warm up in time for the weekend, and uh, the big uh, Frost Festival is set to return. We're going to get some details on that one for my next guest, who is uh, interim CEO of the Real District. Roberta Engel is here. Good morning, Roberta. Welcome to the show. Good morning, Greg. How are you? I'm well, and uh, thanks for taking the time here. Uh, I know you haven't been in the position too long, but I'll ask, how long do you think you'll be in this position of interim <laughs> CEO? <laughs> That's a great question, and I've been asked it several times, and um, my general response is I'm going to be the uh, interim uh, CEO for real for as long as it takes to uh, get us on a a stable path and moving us forward. And so whatever our new board and city council needs, I'm here to uh, help deliver and uh, lead our amazing team at real. Would you consider uh, taking a full time and apply for the role? Oh, another great question, Greg. <laughs> I haven't really thought that far out, um, to be honest with you. I think right now my focus is, is really to make sure our day-to-day operations are uninterrupted, continue to uh, support the team as we deliver on all of our great events, such as Frost, which is coming up here shortly, um, as well as uh, work with uh, city administration to uh, provide the review that council was looking for by the end of Q2. 
and of course, uh, trying to achieve our budget this year. So, um, those are my priorities and my focus at this particular time. Yeah, there's a few things uh, for you to handle there. There's definitely yeah. concern of the infrastructure of the real district, right? And uh, is that something that you can take action to improve upon? Say starting with leaky roofs at the cooperators. That's the one that is always being shared on social media. Uh, is that an objective of yours? Yes, I think when um, we were delivering our budget to council, um, there was a lot of focus in on our deferred maintenance plan and developing... Um, you know, a formal capital plan that addresses those leaky roofs and uh, issues at the brand center. And so, yes, that is definitely part of the plan and bringing some stability uh, to to the district. Have you been able to, uh, you know, spread the word that, hey, we're stable now. There are a lot of great employees at the rail district. And do they feel good now about uh, where they work and not having to worry about jobs or are there cuts to come? Anything like that? Um you know, absolutely. We were able to reach out to all of our partners and sponsors, and um, they've been super supportive, so I want to thank them for that. Um, our staff are excited. We had a couple of staff meetings to kick off Frost last week, and they're super excited, and, and I believe there's a level of comfort there. Um, Real is here to stay. We've, you know, we've been there for 140 years, and so I don't believe we're, we're going anywhere anytime soon. So we're all very excited to continue to do what we do best. Roberta Engel is my guest. Let's talk a bit about Frost. Uh, it's going to bring some great fun and outdoor enjoyment. What can we expect this year? Yeah, well, thank goodness uh, Mother Nature delivered us some snow. So uh, we're super excited to be offering Confederation Park as a free event this year. So we've got uh, the amazing ice slides, which were consistently lined up last year by kids wanting to go down the ice slides. We've got a snow maze again. Uh, We're doing street hockey and ice sculptures in Confederation Park. Um, We will also be offering glow, which will be scattered throughout the uh, the indoors. So meaning instead of just in one location, you'll be able to walk and enjoy all of the uh, beautiful fairy, fairy tale theme of glow throughout the property. Um, we are doing two brunches again this year, so uh, both Sundays we'll offer uh, a brunch. And uh, for just $40, you can get into the uh, brunch for adults and get into Frost, as well as uh, $15 for kids. And then also, too, we've partnered with the Chamber to do the chili cook-off again. And so that occurs next Saturday uh, in the ITC from 12 to 2. It's going to be awesome. Interim CEO mm-hmm. of the Real District, Roberta Angle, is here. And uh, the long-term entertainment calendar, it looks a little quiet, though. A motorsports show near. I don't see any concerts. We continue to see a lot go to Saskatoon. That's going to be an aspect you're going to have to deal with there, too. And uh, what about the thought of a big outdoor show, a mosaic this summer is is are those, uh, is that a part of the plan? Is that a part of the plan? Yes, the entertain, entertainment team is consistently working with the industry to try and locate a show that we could uh, bring back to the stadium. We have several holds, and of course, you know, we can't, we can't divulge any holds that we may have at uh, the Brand Centre, but the uh, entertainment team is uh, working on getting those holds. Yes, we do have um, Motorsports Spectacular this weekend. Don't forget about our Hockey Canada Revivory, which is in uh, Brand Centre on February 9th, where our national women's team faces off against the U.S. We've got the Briar right around the corner. Yeah, that's going to be fun in March. Yeah, so It's going to be a great event. Um, planning is well underway. And Are, um, are you concerned, at least, uh, because a lot of people uh, t- giving the real district flack in regards to expenditures, uh, it, does that... Uh, pause for concern how much entertainment you bring in 
Um, no, I believe we, we're doing it in a fiscally responsible manner, and so we're working very closely with the teams to make sure that all of our events are delivered um, in an operationally efficient manner and to generate those that sale, those sales that need to uh, bring profit to the well, district. Well, look, Roberta, I, uh, I know your resume is uh, pretty impressive, and I think uh, you know it's great that they've uh, put you in the interim position. I wish you well and the very best of luck here, and uh, thanks for taking us on here this morning and dropping by and telling us all about what's what's on your docket it's a handful i'm sure yeah thank you so much for reaching out greg truly appreciated the opportunity and uh you have an amazing day my pleasure i hope you're back on soon thank you uh, okay Roberta. thanks hang on hang on he's he's here help help evan bray join me Good morning, sir. How are you? I'm good. How are you today, Greg? I'm all right. I got a really quick question. Uh, there's a certain someone I know whose neighbor uh, starts shoveling snow a little before 6 a.m., even on weekends. Okay. As a former police officer, was that a complaint? That ever? he's shoveling or using a snowblower? Well, shoveling with a loud scraping sound. <laughs> <laughs> now, this person who is uh, mindful of his or her neighbor, yeah, very nice, but how do you nicely suggest, <laughs> come on? Well, so... Like, you know, before six, shoveling loudly with an... Uh, uh, you know, the metal on the shovel, the driveway. I get it. I hear it. I can hear it in my head as you're describing it. I would go and have a conversation with the guy. Yes, you could call the police, but I'm not convinced that's the best use of police resources. All right, so lock him up. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Uh, I'll, I'll, I'll bring that information to the person I know. <laughs> yeah, that person who allegedly with... <laughs> has a neighbor. Yes. <laughs> hey, uh, oh, yesterday I spoke of this, and it was, uh, a, you know, if you were into ice fishing, there were a lot of people sharing this, and I shared it on the CGME Morning Show Facebook page, uh, pa- uh, pictures of this. Oh, it looks like a 12-seater plane, a shell of a plane, pulled out by a half-ton truck on the last mountain lake. It had a lot of people talking, and uh, you found the owner, and they're going to be joining you today? Yeah, well, we weren't even sure. Like For a while, I was wondering, like, is this real, or is this a hoax? Like It, it almost looked, that picture, it was kind of at dusk, and they had lights on inside the plane yeah. fuselage. Yeah. And I'm thinking, is this even a real thing? Yeah. Well, apparently it is, and so we're going to talk with the owner of the plane and... Uh, yeah, they've got it converted into the ultimate ice fishing shack out on Last Mountain Lake. This is one plane ride where you wouldn't mind the door blowing out on the side <laughs> to hang they, your fishing The only out. one, the only one. <laughs> yeah, pretty much so. Uh, improving math scores. This has been a topic on your show and will return today. What's what's this about? Well, we, we know that math and reading scores in our province have plummeted over the last little while. In fact, we're bottom of the barrel when it comes to our comparators in the rest of Canada. So I I've got a a local business owner who's joining me who does a lot of work tutoring students all the way up to and including grade 12 students when it comes to math. But we're going to talk a little bit about the school system. This has been a big topic, obviously, over the last couple of weeks. You know, are we doing ourselves any favors by using this theory of social promotion where basically nobody fails, everybody gets moved on to the next grade? Is it catching up with us? Is it causing some of the classroom disruptions that we're seeing later in life? So those are the things that we'll be talking about this morning. I'm all over ma- on the map on this one here because I I've, I, had, I struggle with math. 
And uh, it was hard because when I went to school, there was no extra support. Occasionally, you might have a teacher say, stay after school to a couple of us and we'll, we'll try and do a little extra, right. which was on their time. Yeah. There were no supports uh, within the class. And teachers now, like, I don't know. You say maybe they should be failed. There are teachers I know who are in split classes with 30, 35 kids, and there's different curriculums for the split class, and there's, you know, there are kids who struggle, like me in math. I'll be be the first to admit. It was horrifying. Yeah. And, well, you know, how can you put it on a teacher in a split class with 30, 35 kids and say, oh, just fail them? I, I don't necessarily agree with that. Yeah, and parents got to step up too. Don't parents, get me wrong. Parents do for sure. And there's lots of studies out there that say failing kids actually causes an increase in dropout rates later in school. So I saw you know, it happen with uh, friends of mine. Yeah, it, for it, that reason, so there's counter arguments to it. I get it. But uh, and the other thing is, is you know, the, the my guest this morning offers math, but it's at a cost to parents. Well, not all parents yeah, can afford yeah, to pay for a tutor for their children. Yeah. Yeah, I know it's it's a constant argument, uh, and everyone seems to have an answer, but what's the right answer? <laughs> Is it somewhere in the middle? Well, the well that's good why thing, you're the star of the yeah, Evan Brain well, Show. Well, no, but Maybe the good thing about it. talking about it on my show is there are a lot of people who want to give their answer, well, their solution, and, 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 and that's part of it. there's nothing wrong with sharing opinions. <laughs> that's right. We that's can what it's all, all have about. a say on the Evan Brain Show. <laughs> yeah. yeah, I know what you're doing here. <laughs> we'll see you back here at 8.30. It's 7.28.